3: perfect home sweet
2: home the Dave Damaschek football program available on iTunes and at davedamaschek.nfl.com now here's your host Dave Damaschek
4: Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. What's going down? I hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to episode number 148 of the Dave Damashek Football Program. Available, as always, on iTunes and at NFL.com slash shek. S-H-E-K, the NFL schedule for 2013, is out. And we're going to peruse it, and you can listen along while we do it. And also, the NFL draft is is just about here we're shipping out to manhattan me and my main man seated to my immediate right from nfl.com it's adam rank what's the poop fella hey boss thanks for
2: having me i am at the top of the world right now are you i was out earlier today playing a little golf Mm -hmm. decided to go out and uh swing the sticks
4: you look like you are still in your golf clothes i
2: still am yeah absolutely I, i switched my i switched my shoes
4: what about i don't care about you switching your shoes what about your shirt still a sport you're out there swinging a club in the sun
2: yes i was and uh well next time this will be a little piece of advice to uh, not have a friday afternoon podcast
4: well listen when i have a tea time it is what do you want me to d- tell you the but schedule me, they, they didn't ask me when what day of the week i wanted the schedule to come out
2: oh it came out on friday afternoon i wasn't aware
4: it came out late on thursday what Which was is, i gonna do i
2: was here late on thursday i was ready Late to on do wednesday it. i had i had the schedule on wednesday did you really? My predictions column I was already writing. You can find that at NFL.com slash Adam Rank. But let me tell you the news. A
4: Hollywood insider. Okay, go ahead. I mean a Hollywood, a, a football insider, I mean. but yeah, I you got the schedule in advance. I didn't get that. All right, go was, ahead. Tell you know your what? story.
2: You got to know some people. I was out there playing, you know, and it, 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 I haven't played in a long time. But my last two holes, parred, pretty pretty nice uh, par, well, no, because I, uh, I missed the birdie. But anyways, par, and then on the on the last hole— Eagle. Walk off. Eagle. 166 yards.
4: Stuck it from the fairway. From the fairway. Very nice. You ever done that before? Never.
2: That really? is I've had a uh, I've had an eagle on a par 4 previously, but it was like a shorter par 4 that I was able to kind of drive to the hole and I chipped in. This was a full-on stick. Like it's similar to a hole in 1 because mm-hmm. you're 166 yards
4: away or whatever it was. I've had me one of them. What? One of them holes in one. When on my sixteenth birthday, I had a hole in one. That's a true story. (laughs) That's what you
2: did on your sixteenth birthday. Yeah.
4: Well, so I'm square. I didn't have anywhere better to be except out on the golf course with a couple other losers. What are we gonna do? Go go to a kegger? I don't know. Be with girls? I don't know. Isn't that what teenagers normally do? Cool ones, they go out and they celebrate things with the opposite sex as well as some of their chums. At sixteen, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt, and I don't I don't see you
2: as being a cool guy in high school, so. And no. not in a bad way. No. Well, there's not, how could that
4: be a good way? I don't know. Well, neither do I. You All were right, studious? I, but no, you had a hole in no, one. Is there any story? Sadly, I wasn't studious either. So your 16th I birthday. I watched a lot of sports. I watched a lot of sports and a lot of movies. That's what I was doing with myself right. when I was 16. Yeah, that's right. It used to be, I mean, Friday nights in, uh, in the Damashek home, typically it was just Dave by himself. My parents would go out. <laughs> Both my sisters would go out. They had places to be. Not me though. I was watching uh, Friday the Thirteenth or Freddy Krueger or whatever bad uh, horror movie HBO was showing. All right, why, why are you bringing me down? This is that we. I'm not bringing you down. You're, you're having me re- me relive these ugly uh, these the, the ugly days of my youth. All right, behind the glass, right now, black tie is out. So in his stead comes a fan favorite. You know him if you've listened to the podcast. In days gone by, it's Wilk Ty. What's the poop, Wilk Ty? How's it going? Thanks for having me. I'm uh, happy to be back. Sure thing. Are you excited to see the the newest uh, USC quarterback? You're a USC alum. Are you excited to see what Matt Barkley can do? To, to uh, I'm very excited. Enhance I think he's the already turn. proud tradition of Trojan QBs in the NFL. I, I hear your sarcasm. I note that sarcasm. And well, I'm the best one it. ever is Carson Palmer. Yeah. He's your best
5: one ever, Rodney Pete question mark oh <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's damning
4: with faint praise wow rodney pete even better yeah All right, yeah uh
5: no i i am excited for matt barkley i think he's going to do wonderful things in the nfl uh and i think it's just a matter of him getting the right situation and uh he may he may blossom into quite a star do you mind me telling you something
4: yeah even if you do, I'm going to tell you anyway. I'm going to be sad when I hear this, aren't No, I, I don't think you are. I think Matt Barkley's going to be good. I think Woo! he's going to end up proving to be a good NFL QB. I've, I feel the same way. You know? I've, I've turned the corner on that. It became – because if he, it, you, you lament for the kid that had he come out in his junior year, he still, after the combine and everything, would have maybe fallen behind luck and – Russell—I mean, and uh, in RG3, he still would have been drafted ahead of Russell Wilson, certainly, and maybe even Ryan Tannehill. I think Who so. knows? At you the know, time, yeah. I'll bet—you know what's an interesting thing? I like to do the NFL, which, by the way, there's a new one out on NFL.com. It's the animated Butterfly Effect series that we do. An interesting one to consider is, had Barkley come out last year, the Dolphins, I bet you would have taken him instead of Ryan Tannehill and changed the trajectory of two franchises. But all right. But you've got
2: to remember, too, that uh, scouts were not looking at Matt Barkley because he was an underclassman. So the but idea, by the time he would have announced, then he would have gone to the they, Combine. But then they would have started looking at him then, and then you don't know. I mean, he probably would have had a similar grade to what he has now.
4: No, I disagree. Because now you have, because now you have the combination of bad combine numbers and so on, which, by the way, are, are dicey because he had the bum shoulder. And secondly, you look at game tape, and if you ask any personnel guy, and we talked on our last podcast to Daniel Jeremiah, dig that one up on iTunes or at nfl.com/check. Um we talked to Jared. you know, the game tape is it takes priority to mm-hmm. the combine stuff, to those to the drill stuff. So Matt Barkley, you would they would have looked back and said, look, he's Gangbusters. Look at look at he lit the the college football world on fire in his junior year. Now he's cost himself he may not even be a first round pick, but I think he'll end up being good. All right. Enough of that. I want to talk about the schedule. We're going to be in New York City we're going to be breaking it all down, the the draft, next week. But the schedule's out, and that's what we'll focus on today. We have Elliot Harrison, our pal from uh, from the Fantasy Show, also a great historian of the game, and uh, a guy who has a column up there on NFL.com right now highlighting the 13 best games on the slate as he sees them. So we're going to get into that. First, though, look who's coming into Studio 66 rank. It's Sean O'Hara and Darren Sharper. Here they come. Two pals from NFL Network joining us to kibitz about the schedule and whatever else. Let's uh, you know. Let's not make rules. No, no, no rules. No, yeah. So it's and like Outback you know,
6: Steakhouse. Well, where, talk- where I'm from, ranking is like making fun of somebody. So your name is like making fun of us already. Rank. Go ahead. If you want to if you wanna roast it, wow. it's somebody. Darren
2: Sharper <laughs> Friday and fights. Sean O'Hara. Friday That's and the way we're going to start,
4: though, yeah, right bro. off the
7: bat. Yeah. Uh, Fair point. First jab, I, first jab is thrown. Right? I have
6: often Stop said ranking over, ranking.
4: <laughs> what we should do is this would be a great event, and maybe we could even sell tickets to it, is we got some bleachers through the glass there. We could have fights in Studio 66 here. We locked the door. This is Two like men em. enter. One-man-leaves style, (laughs) and we just all stand on the other side of the glass and watch fight. Sounds like a Thunderdome.
6: This is like the Octagon, isn't it? Fifty men
4: enter, one may leave. (laughs) Who would win this one, though? You two. O'Hare, your big old
7: offensive lineman. I see plenty of
6: things that I could use to knock Sean down somehow.
7: I would knock this dude out <laughs> in about ten seconds. There's a reason why ten they, seconds. There's a reason why there's weight classes. <laughs> See I would fight clean
6: in MMA. You that's
7: UFC, the thing. They've got two hundred five. They got one ninety five. <laughs> sharp. What do you probably like one seventy five? One eighty five? No, I'm bigger
6: than that. Tell <laughs> <laughs> talking on now or when I was playing.
7: Well, I don't think he got any sleep I, last I, night, so I'd probably yeah,
6: whoop that butt. Yeah, I'm a little tired. in about, in about fifteen seconds. Oh, no sleep last night. What happened? Uh, just couldn't sleep well. Hotel bed. You know how that is. I am.
4: Um, Didn't have
6: right. the poly,
4: yeah. postpedic. Let me ask you guys this. Two former players, of course, O'Hara, you know, from, uh, from Giants fame before that, the Browns, and Sharper with the Vikings and the Packers, and then gets his ring. With the Saints, and I, he, I, I've i told him this. I don't know why every time I see him I feel like I have to tell Darren Sharper this. But right after you won that Super Bowl in New Orleans, I went down there with the Kimmel Show and <laughs> yep. Guillermo the security guard. That's right. And you and Roman Harper and Guillermo and me, you I remember sitting right. in an SUV with you guys while it was raining, and somehow, I don't know what happened. We were shooting a bit, um, and somehow you locked yourself out of your house. Yes. And a couple days <laughs> A not, days.
7: Why does that, does that not surprise me?
4: These guys were being. Tra- I mean, they were royalty in New Orleans. There's nowhere better to be yes, royalty yes. either in a place like that. These guys, you could just tell that they were on fumes. We just met them, but you could yeah. tell they'd it, spent the last week tripping the light <laughs> fantastic. Oh, yeah. And sure the next is. thing you know. That these guys couldn't get turned away anywhere in New Orleans. Whatever yeah. they wanted, they could have. We were walking
6: and- on Bourbon Street with a <laughs> burgundy eye. Eyes just bloodshot, just nice. red. Just then red. we go well, to his like joint, and draw. it was a Jimmy Kimmel Every show. Day, yes, sure. I, I am. I was on a Jimmy Kimmel show. If you didn't hear him say that, right? oh Harry, you were I, yes. I heard. Yeah, I heard.
4: It. Yeah. I, well, I can maybe I'll, I'll put some calls in if that's a if that's no, me, a. Me and
7: Jimmy are pretty tight. They have you know they have a, a weight limit on that stage, so it. <laughs> they, they have to plan accordingly for big guys. Oh. Um,
4: they uh, but yeah, th- what was great was it, amidst everything that's happening, we go to Sharpers house and he locked himself out and he had to break into his own house. Mm-hmm. He couldn't. Something, he had the key to the city, that. but he didn't have a I key know.
1: to his own place. The funny thing is that he actually something, knows how to break into a house. It doing. <laughs> hey
6: man, Sharp, that ain't right. You know man. when you grew up in areas, you know, you know how to do certain things <laughs> to, su- to survive. Listen, dude,
7: all I got all I got to know is how the hell do you get locked out of your house in this day and age of hey, garage man. door openers and and extra keys and keypads? Exactly. I mean, how are you going to get fired on your day off? <laughs> I, I, I don't get there.
6: Yeah, it was one of those days, you know, when you hang out late and you forget where you put things and uh just have to lock myself <laughs> out. That's, <laughs> how, that's after the Super Bowl, you should know how it is. That week after We're talking the about Super Bowl. the Super right? We're talking yeah, about the house yeah. key. You know, the week after the Super Bowl, yeah. everything's like a blur. <laughs>
2: I, you know, I went the other way. I used to live uh, in, in Sunset Beach, and I had a dog, and I never locked my door at all. In fact, I don't even think I had a key for my oh, house for wow. like three years. What kind of dog? German Shepherd. Yeah. So nobody, smart nobody as wanted... they
6: are, he probably could open the door for you.
2: <laughs> yeah, smart dog. But,
7: but you don't have to worry about anybody coming in. Yeah,
2: nobody's nobody's going to mess with and you. And it that probably point.
7: also meant you didn't have many valuables.
2: No in the house. You no, <laughs> no no, <wanna> no. just <laughs> walked out and locked the door. Lock the door. <laughs> I had a chain on my bike, and that was about it. Yeah,
7: is anybody going to take my t- Walkman? Nope, <laughs> they'll, they'll, they'll take the dog. <laughs>
4: That's yeah, true. Um, all right, listen, fellas. Time is relatively short because you're fancy network guys, and you have to go and do your various TV shows. I'm
7: pretty sure we're all on the same network.
4: So I don't it's know. Why. Yeah, All but they ain't calling me and rank. Why? I think my says how come that when we're,
7: we're on it, it's fancy?
4: Hey, can we? Yeah, but that uh, rank and I get called sort of like, hey, no one else can do this. Will you step <laughs> in? You know, <laughs> nobody like, showed
6: up to O'Hare today. O'Hare and Sharpers ain't is, around. Will you do it for them? No one else
7: has the skill set that you guys.
2: Possess. Oh, stop! That's why
7: they ask. <laughs> and you. also, deficit. the ability
6: to win. you yeah. know what's what's cool is that no one can carry a five o'clock shadow continuously forever like you do. Oh, that's nice, Sharpers. There's a permanent five clock shadow he's like Matt is, that, is, that that intended, is that intended or is just not intended that's
7: very appropriate wow. well, it's clearly five o'clock somewhere
2: <laughs> sharp well, I don't oh, know, he's, he's I, pointing out that we're drinking by the way
4: yeah that's true well that's i yeah that's fine i don't mind pulling back the curtain because the boss gave it to me i don't <laughs> yeah. know why they're pop, popping
2: champagne when the vp hands you a glass of champagne you take it and say thank you sir yes. i almost
4: feel rude not drinking a couple bottles I feel <laughs> like that's. Uh, it would be a slap in his face
6: if I did. If you don't, she, sharper.
7: Sharper or orders champagne. He just sprays it on everybody.
6: Exactly <laughs> you know what they say, <laughs> young sharp champagne. You know the face. You know the name. Pop- that's from a song.
4: <laughs> Listen. Let's talk about this schedule for Drake. a second. But I do want to return. I do want to return the compliment, sharper. I do look good with the uh, with the five o'clock shadow. I was inspired by Indiana Jones. You okay, know, he, he wore okay. that. He, he wore it well. Yeah. That's the kind of man. I'm rugged. There See, I'm go. ruggedly handsome. There you go. That's my thing. But you two, O'Hara and Sharper, you're both more pretty. You know?
6: No, 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 no. no. I don't like that description.
4: I like handsome, pretty. I'm handsome. You know? You understand?
6: I will say handsome. I'll take that better than, than pretty. Well, I told you, Sharp. Like so I might take pretty. Here's what I'll take.
7: He po- loves polished. it. We're polished. We're polished. There you go. You're, you want to say rugged? You're rugged, that's fine. We're we're a little polished. I'm on right tame. But you're, you know, you, you got the rugged look, and
4: that's by design and I get it. That's what women love. They, they they think they can corral me. Then they find out they can't. <laughs> corral. How's that, how, how's that working out for you? Well, it's not very well. But <laughs> I told Sharper before. I said, you're the most handsome guy here at the network, I feel like. Please, I'll and, take that title. And then I asked the, the head, makeup girls. headphones are going to pop off. Right how about this? I, you, I, say, I tell Sharper that he's the most handsome guy at the network. And I go into the makeup room and I say to all the girls in there, I say, who's the most handsome guy at the network? Do you agree? It's Sharper. And they say, he's nice looking. But we'll go Willie McGinnis. Oh, boy. Willie McGinnis? <laughs> wow. Really? I was stunned by that. Are you?
7: Hey, Willie, <laughs> hey, Willie's tall now.
6: Hey, so what? You know what? What
7: does that mean? <laughs> he has that good <laughs> grade of hair.
6: That's I, what it is. Willie's got, got, got that good hair. That curly. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. got that good curly hair. You know, hair. girls like that. They can right. run that fingers through. Hey, Willie's smooth now, too.
4: Willie. He's smooth,
7: uh, but polished. he's not handsome. I'm talking about handsome. Polished. That's all. Listen, I, you know, look, I'd rather talk about football than talk about other men. and how All right, Rank, who
4: do you think's the most handsome on the network? Akbar. Akbar oh is very goodness. nice looking. You're right. All right, let's talk about the schedule. The schedule is <laughs> oh, out now. Dude, if you,
2: had, his, if you right. had to, if you had to marry one, if you World had to, out. <laughs>
7: wait, no more champagne for you. <laughs> I see where this is going,
4: <laughs> fellas. As ex players, the schedule comes out. Do you look at it and say, "Ooh, we're in Chicago. That's a great city. We're gonna get to have fun." Do you do that kind of stuff? Hell no. You don't look at the schedule and think, "Ooh, on Friday night or what night no. do you get do you, in?" Saturday? Do you know who I played
2: for?
6: I was going to say the Giants <laughs> are a lot the of fun. Tom it, the thing, the, the, the thing last about,
7: thing you thought about doing was anything fun yeah. on, on a on and, and trip, and you really didn't it's have business. You didn't have
6: time because the thing that's different from NFL players compared to NBA. Major League Baseball, they get a lot of time to stay after the game, so they go on road trips and they're, they're in a city for three, four days. Baseball, uh, NBA, they you know they don't have to wake up basically to go to shoot around till about one o'clock. In the NFL, when we get to a city. Uh, we're there, we're usually around, let's say, 4 o'clock. You get about three hours to maybe get something to eat. You hmm. have meetings, and you have curfew. And then right when the game is over with, you're on the first thing smoking. You're out of town. So you don't have time to look at a city and say, okay, I might have time to hang out. You might go and say, I have time to shop. That's what you would doing, in Chicago. Say, okay, Chicago, I have time to do some shopping. But yeah, they literally, that-
7: They literally come to your room at 11 o'clock, and they come in yep. and check and make sure you're in your room alone every every night before the game.
6: I'm um, glad so, they didn't pull the covers back sometimes yeah, because so. I had a great <laughs> trick. Let me tell you about this. I had a great trick. You know how you put the pillow under yeah. the... I've seen that movie. This is not, this is, this this is not
7: a late-night podcast. I'm just going to throw that out. <laughs> <Put the pillow laughs> do graphic.
6: Put a pillow under the blanket, and it looks like a person is in there, and you can do whatever you want to do. They don't come pull the... Blake it back, so hey. I like how it it
4: is announcing this as though was
6: it's, that? As yeah, so I, it's, I, it's his retired. idea. Yeah. The pillow was under that, the that sheets thing The is his bit. Lynch went beast mode on you guys. No, <laughs> I did that more in training camp, not during the season. <laughs> Listen, as a player, here's what
7: I look at, and especially as a big guy, that schedule comes out, and I want to know if we're playing in Florida, hmm. any of those Miami teams. Hmm. I mean, Florida teams, Miami, Jacksonville, Tampa. If we're playing any warm weather games, I want to know about the sweat factor. So if we're playing them in September, that's what I'm looking at. I'm saying, I got to start hydrating right now because that's going to be a (laughs) doozy. By halftime, you're gassed. Your your legs are out of you. The heat just takes it out of you. So if you're playing one of those Florida teams, you want to play them in like November, December, when Mm -hmm. it's nice out, you're not going to be sweating to death. You're not going to be looking for an IV at halftime. So that's what I looked at as a player. And then, and then you look at this. Well, well, let me ask
4: you, what's worse? Is it worse to get, let's say, Miami in the first game of the season or Green Bay in the last game of the mm. season? Which do you want less?
7: I, I'd say Miami in the heat because you can't take stuff off in Green Bay. At least you can, pull, you can right. put layers
6: on They're both bad. and try to
7: stay warm. But when, you, when you're in Miami in that humidity, I don't care if you're in the cool zone or or if you're in the locker room, that humidity is still there. Even you Arizona go to Green too. Bay, I mean, you played in Green Bay. I yes. played in there in the NFC Championship game. And that was the coldest I've ever been in my life. But at least, and I was dumb enough to not wear sleeves. But at least you Big had gas. the option Try to, to wear tough. sleeves, wear a sweatshirt, wear mm-hmm. a couple of layers. So, uh, you know, humidity to me, I mean, that nothing saps your strength and your stamina like humidity and hot weather what, the, playing football. The
6: thing that changed for me was when I was in Green Bay for eight years, when I got the schedule, I always looked, like you said, see when we might be going down south so I can get out of that cold. I always looked and see who when we played at home in December and maybe even January because I knew – it was going to be below zero, and I was going to be freezing my, my tail off. But um, when I went to Minnesota, now I look to see, okay, when do we go to Green Bay? <laughs> when do we go to Chicago late in the season? Because I just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a guy of, of tropical descent. So <laughs> I like to be warm. I love to be warm. So when I went to New Orleans, it didn't matter at all. You know, I was used to the cold, so I could adapt to that. But I also knew that I was in a warm weather, and I didn't mind going to the warm weather. Does even. it
4: make a difference to you? So you're in Green Bay, and you now are on record. You don't like playing in the cold Mm-mm. but since you're there and you're playing in it you know every other week at least does it, is that legit the whole idea of a home field advantage that like hey we're used to the cold and this team's coming up from new orleans or from dallas mm. or whatever Is that actually affect the way things turn out
7: <laughs> i don't think you ever get used to the cold you know i mean you can go out yeah. there and say hey it's mind over matter and we're going to practice in the cold but listen when you're cold you're cold and i look back to that nfc championship game Brett Favre looked cold when I when I looked across the sideline and granted he was, you know, 40 something years old at that (laughs) point. I mean, he looked cold and and, and look, I think his performance was affected by the weather. So uh, I don't don't think it's a home field advantage. I think if you're playing in the heat, that can be a home field advantage because you can kind of get acclimated to playing Mm -hmm. in hot weather and your hydration level can can get better if you're used to playing in that. But the cold, man, I mean, I I don't know if anybody gets accustomed to that, I mean, unless you're an Eskimo.
6: And and prime example was the fact that a team from New York, even though it's cold, not as cold as it is in Green Bay, but y'all went up there and beat them at home. So I don't think it's a home field advantage. And also, I was in Green Bay. Jacksonville came up and beat us in late December one year. And Fred Taylor ran his butt off. And I was like, those guys came out with no shirts on. I was like, aren't you guys from Florida? And they came out and they played well. So I don't think that home field advantage as far as it being cold really really came into play too much.
2: Isn't it a thing too, though, is a lot of these teams practice indoors. It's not like the 70s where the Rams are outside practicing outside the vikings are outside practicing well, we, well, we
6: and then- would in green bay we would practice outside for maybe like one day during the week and if the coach saw the practice was wasn't going the way he wanted it to go uh he might move it indoors but we try to kind of get outside and use that as an advantage and you know it, it really comes down if your team's good you know it, it'll be an advantage because you're just going to be a better team but the weather i don't think it comes into play too much being cold but and hot, I can see. It oh, it does.
2: I remember <laughs> watching the 85 NFC Championship game and the Dieter Brock led Rams oh, walked into wow. the Soldier Field, and you could tell
4: the Rams did Dude, not well. want to be on the field. <laughs> yeah. It's the last <laughs> place well, they wanted to be. Before that, Sean Landetta whiffed a punt in Soldier Field. so they <laughs> so Landetta that giant- was playing
6: at 85? Oh, yeah. I played with Landetta. <laughs> yeah, you're old, too. No, yeah, you're all, uh, I played with him in the 2000s. So <laughs> you never something. saw
4: the highlight of him? He, he literally. The wind. The wind. He, the wind he the whiffed and he it. I yeah. mean, I don't mean he, I don't mean he shanked yeah. it off the side of his foot. I played with him
5: in
6: Green Bay. Wow.
4: Hey, um, so when you guys go on the road, two more quick questions. First of all, when you go on the road and you're standing on the sidelines and you look up, who has the foxiest women in the stands? Miami. Miami, that's pretty, I I would have guessed that. All day long. O'Hara. You're trying
7: to get a married man in trouble.
4: Not, wait, 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 because you, you, your eyes <laughs> cease to work now? F- they don't even work retroactively? You can't say, before I was married, minded focus. <laughs> all
7: right, all right. Yeah, so I, was, um, I don't know what you're you talking enough. about. You Let's talk answer. about... I
6: don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, Giants, here,
7: here's the thing, the Giants don't even have cheerleaders. So, to me, when we go to games, I don't even think about that stuff because we don't even have them on our No, in the
6: stands, not cheerleaders. In, in the stands, stands. I'm talking about, fella. Listen,
7: if you're looking in the stands as a player, then you're asking... You're asking for it.
6: Don't jive me. I, you know nah, I'm when Studio you're blowing 66. a team out. When you're blowing a team out by 25, 20 this some is, points, and you. it's the fourth quarter, you do wander a little bit. Your thank eyes you, Darren Sharper, on, for for,
4: uh, for abiding by the not, only rule not, on this show is no you're jiving. Married. You're yeah. jiving.
7: Not when you were he's married. A, his eyes allowed to wander because he's not married.
6: <laughs> well, <When> you were <laughs> single. You tried to tell me earlier in your career when you were blowing a team out, you Man, didn't just look at the stands and see this. Like, I was look sucking around. down
7: Gatorade and trying to figure out how am I going to pick up this Michael linebacker blitz.
6: I Did was not either? worried about – You were up by 28 points. The I game was over. I was not worried
7: about what am I doing after the game. And, am I going to look at some girl on the stand <laughs> not and, look for a girl. And, just and tell look to at, call me? Just look at the stands. Did just you know. ever order any food Observing while you were on the sidelines? Um, I never ordered food on the sidelines, but I have eaten a hot dog in a bathroom stall at halftime. Oh my gosh, Jesse! TMI. (laughs) That's TMI.
4: Pathetic. Why? Why did you have to go in a stall to eat the hot dog? Because I
7: was hungry. I wasn't playing. It was. It was my first year, and I was. I dressed for the games, but I wasn't playing. Uh huh. So you know, when you're when you're playing, you don't think about food. You're not thinking about girls. You're not thinking about food. You're thinking about whooping some butt. But I wasn't playing. I was like I was like the seventh man in. Three guys would have had to get hurt before I got in. And I went in at halftime and my stomach is just growling. I think I got up late and I missed a pregame meal or something. And I'm dying. And and I look in and all the inactive players are hanging out in the locker in the in the equipment room and they're eating hot dogs and pizzas and I'm just drooling and I see I, I grab one of the little equipment guys. I'm like, I need a hot dog. But I'm in my full uniform. I can't let the coaches see me eating a hot dog. He goes, go in the stall. I'll bring it to you. So he brings me in there. <laughs> Bobby, Bobby Monica, my man, hooked me up. He brought the hot dog in there. He even brought me mustard, which actually well, almost nice. got me in trouble because I dripped some on my jersey. <laughs> oh, so no. I, walk, I, I walk out of the stall after stuffing his hot dog in my mouth, and I got mustard on my jersey, and I'm trying to wipe it off in the mirror, and our head coach, Chris Palmer, walks out out of the bathroom, the stall next to me to wash his hands, and, he's, and, he, and I'm dabbing my jersey, and I look at him, and he looks at me, and he just shakes his head and walks out. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, that's it. I'm getting cut. Yeah, I'm yeah, getting a pig yeah, slip yeah. on Monday.
4: Maybe he was mad that you didn't have one for him. Maybe that's why he <laughs> no, was shaking his yeah, head.
7: Yeah, you might be right. I'm sure he I'm sure he ate something, though. <laughs> as long as he washed your
4: hands. <laughs> All right, well, we're get, We're already getting the wrap-it-up sign. See, just the tip of the iceberg. We get rank. Uh, just we should have them the back. Stuff. Yes. What do you think? We should Please. have them back? Oh, yeah. All right, you're You're in, you're invited back then. You
7: guys right. should come we'll back. Have booze we'll have for everybody next time. Only if it's a Friday and it's after 5 o'clock for
6: us, too. And, and, you, know, guys, and you guys bring us some champagne. We'll bring champagne right. and hot dogs. That's what I meant.
4: And you don't have to go in a stall to eat the hot dogs. Finish it As break. you guys walk out the door, just real quick, a little more than yes or no, one sticking point for me and Rank is that there is not – that these week one matchups – Atlanta and New Orleans playing in week one. Such mm-hmm. a big game. Bad idea, right? Shouldn't they let it be sort of like college football? You don't play great teams in week one. You play some uh, weak sister. Yeah. You play William and Mary in week <laughs> one so that so that you're ready for the, for the conference don't games. Don't you say
6: they're weak either, Sean.
7: William no, I'm not saying it's weak. I, I think week one is awesome. I mean, when you look at that schedule, I can't wait to watch all those games because week one is going to feel like the playoffs. And, and to me... I mean that's exciting. I think the fans got to be pumped up. I know what you're saying; it's a divisional game, but you know NFC East. You know they're, they're divisional games. The Giants and the Cowboys are playing. The Eagles and the Redskins. I mean, look at the Denver Broncos and, and, and the Baltimore Ravens. I mean, that would be a great game any week. But mm-hmm. the fact that the season is starting off on, on such a high note and with with such energy, I think it's great. I think it's I think it's great for the league. I think it's great for the fans. Um, you know they're they're going to play each other again. And and when they play uh, at Atlanta, we were talking about this yep. earlier. Um, that's mm-hmm. going to be a huge game. I, is, Thursday night game. It's a Thursday, night Thursday night, night game. game yeah. yeah, Thursday night game on our network. I mean, yep. that's going to be that's going to be a phenomenal. You really
6: have to uh, applaud the schedule makers because they did a great job, like you said, Sean, to start the season off season off on such a high note with such marquee games. Uh, and it seems like it's going to continue. It's not going to be a roller coaster where they kind of get you up and then uh, week three, four, five, you're like, ah, there's no good games. There are good games each and every week, and as the season builds, the storylines line, story become heavier and heavier, uh, and you'll start to see how these matchups start to kind of affect the latter part of the season when we talk about getting to the playoffs. So the schedule schedule makers did an excellent job with the schedule.
4: Alright, I don't like both of you disagreeing with me. That seems <laughs> unnecessary. Overruled. Well, we, it's
6: surprising we agree with one another. We usually don't.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Alright, listen. Let's have more fun at a later date, but now go do your fancy network work and uh and, Rank and I will continue with our Us champagne pretty here. pretty, handsome, right.
6: polished yeah. guys. <laughs> yes. Enjoy. Yeah.
4: yeah, there's a downside to being rugged. See, the, the, they understand that the network... The the producers understand we can't tame Damashek. Let's not wrangle with him. <laughs> clearly, you know? clearly, yeah, right? All right, listen, Sean O'Hara, Darren Sharper, a pleasure to see you as always, mm-hmm. and uh, I look forward to seeing you in the hallways at some point soon. All Got right, it. thanks That's for true. thanks for having us. Sure thing. All right, they're gone, Rank, and we barely even grazed the specifics of the schedule. Yeah. Let's let's satisfy that itch right now for anyone. Let's go through it week by week. With, like I say, here he comes now from North Texas, one of the proud alumni, along with Mean Joe Green of North Texas. In stone cold Steve Austin. Oh, I didn't know that one. All right, here he comes in here from NFL.com. We praise him as one of the great historians of the game. He likes to sit around on Saturday nights alone in his apartment and watch old football games from 1984. You heard him on the podcast last week. It's Elliot Harrison. Eh, before we get, I, I keep saying we're going to talk about the schedule, and and sure enough, we will. But uh, quickly, earlier in the week, Pat Summerall died, one of the great play by play men of all time. And uh, you know, you're a Dallas guy. He was in the area though your whole life, right? That's right. He he uh, lived
1: in a actually a part of Dallas in a lot of. I, I hate to say former famous people, but people that were were famous, you know, years ago live. I mean, Terry Bradshaw lives in Dallas, and Terry Bradshaw is obviously still in the public. Eye. I didn't know he lived in Dallas. Yes, and a lot of there are actually a lot of people uh, that live in the area that that Pat did. But uh, beyond that, uh, you know, for me, it hit me like a ton of bricks that he passed away. To me, that's the voice of my childhood
4: growing up, and in, not only that, the voice of the Cowboys almost across almost every if you're of a certain age and a football fan it was like clockwork that the late game on Sunday was always Pat Summerall and Tom Brookshire from Big D or on the road with those Cowboys i mean they were always that was always the game they were America's team they were certainly uh, the NFC's most popular team so, and and best team perennially so so they were always on TV growing up and you always saw Summerall
1: well, that's right and and you know when i grew up Summerall was the voice of my household. I mean, we grew up late 70s when I was a little, little kid. Roger Staubach was a quarterback. Then they made three straight NFC championship games in the 80s. CBS had all the rights to the NFC games. Of course, now CBS is the NBA, is the AFC partner. Uh, and then once Madden's career took off, and Madden's career didn't really take off until late 1981, and they called that Super Bowl, Super Bowl 16, which was the most watched Super Bowl of all time. I'm not sure if it still is, that Bengals 49ers first game, mm-hmm. then Madden's star took off. And once Madden star took off, then you knew that All Madden were going to get every huge game the NFC had to offer. And for a long time, there was a Cowboys and there was a dip. And then when Jimmy Johnson came in and the Cowboys, you know, went to three Super Bowls in four seasons, they were calling every game on Fox. So, yeah, if you're a Cowboy fan and you're anywhere from 30 to, say, 46 you heard Pat Summerall almost every Sunday, just watching the Cowboys.
4: Well, and the uh, the thing about Summerall for me, as a, as a child, I wasn't a fan of his work. It's sort of like pixie sticks—how you, as a child, love the idea of just pouring sugar-flavored sugar on your tongue, and it becomes repellent as an adult. And conversely, lobster is something that you—it's that it's for more refined taste buds. You don't enjoy that as a kid, but once you get a little bit older, you love it. I feel like that's how Pat Summerall is. As a kid, I didn't like him because you, you, you grow up, and now the, in these days, you have Gus Johnson, who's dynamite, by the way. Gus Johnson is a lot of fun to listen to when he's doing hoops games or whatever. But that, but but you but you look for that, you know that that bombastic, wild kind of screaming and everything. Pat Summerall was not that at all. He was the opposite of that. On the most spectacular of plays, it was it was sort of like as you say, Staubach deep for Pearson, touchdown, Cowboys, and you're like, wow, he seems bored by the game? But then you realize that's all he has to say. He was a true tv play by play man which and i saw a couple of people in an attempt to be nice and tip their hat to pat summerall said boy you could just you could just close your eyes and listen to him call the game and it was wonderful no you couldn't no that's vin scully does that he paints the picture because he's on the radio and that he he would illustrate for you as you were listening pat summerall knew that you're looking at the game you don't have to describe every inch Everything that's happening because the fan, the viewer, is looking at it. He must merely provide basic details, and he and he did it wonderfully. He was great. And then, of course, you have, like I say, you, if you're looking for bombast, you had John Madden doing that. So he was great. Rank Summerall, where's he ranked for you in the pantheon of great football play-by-play guys?
2: Well, I give him a lot of kudos for being in the replacements. I felt that was yes, one of his. that definitely his, put uh, him
4: over the top.
2: For, for people my age, that's where you remember Pat Summerall. Um, I don't, As though you're a different age I than me and I don't
4: E-H, I don't remember
2: right. him because he never called Rams games. So I don't know. I'm like, yeah, I guess he was somebody. I guess I remember him from the playoffs every once in a while. He would condescend. Yeah, because you would
4: have the late game. I, my, I'm growing up on the East Coast, and so I would see the early game, but then the late game, like I say, was always Summerall. and then That mm-hmm. was like clockwork, and I hated the Cowboys with a right. passion as a kid, so it was always ah more of this team, and yet I grew to love Summerall anyway, in spite Cow- of his affiliation. CBS, didn't they derisively call it the
2: Cowboys broadcasting system? Or that something makes like
4: sense, that? yeah. I wouldn't surprised every
2: week they were the they were always the 10 a.m. game the one that you would sleep through and then get up in time for the Rams to get started unless the Rams had a 10 a.m. And I,
1: I totally understand that if you didn't grow up in Dallas or or if you were like a Bucks fan and you didn't care about the Redskins Giants the you know Giants 49ers those are the games that Summerall Madden always did but you know if you I learned the game from watching the CBS chalkboard I'm not kidding that John Madden would do on the replays and Pat Summerall would always stay out of his way. So I kind of liked that as a little kid. But I always appreciated his, I guess you'd say, uh, concise style. I always thought it was cool. And I remember being mad at my dad when he saw Summerall at a uh, pizza hut in Arlington and didn't get his autograph for me. I was pretty ticked off. <laughs> <laughs> I loved Pat
4: Summerall. Um, I would go by, oh, and here's one thing. I, 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 we talk about it a lot on this show, but it bears repeating with Pat Summerall. Um, he was a head-on kicker. And he played, you know, this is this is I mean, the the kids out there may still not this may not really hit home. They would play, he would play on the line of scrimmage, and then he would go and kick the ball head on for him. I want the NFL to go back to this. I don't. you know, you can sidewind if you're if that's your preference, like in and Sue did a couple of years ago. He missed the extra point, but at least he sidewinded it. I would love for that to be the rule. You must kick the you must play five plays from the line of scrimmage in order to be eligible to kick you can't because then this would eradicate the five foot five guy who can make you know 57 yard field goals it warps the sport that's not what they had in mind when they came up with it the field goal kickers would be able to make it from such great distance i think that they should in honor of Summerall, at least, let's try it out for 2013 in memory of Summerall. let's go with that this coming season
2: well i think whoever is on the field when the when the player when when you score a touchdown, somebody who is on the field for that play has to kick the extra point.
4: That's a, okay, which is that's and that's it's a cool. fine way to do it. Yeah, and
2: it's cool if it's a pick six as well, because then you're like, <laughs> oh great, you know. That's like, the solution. Re- that's the way
4: to monitor it. I like that. Um, all right, but uh, and I will say though, because I asked you the question, Rank, I will say. The best play by yeah, Summerall is up there. Dick Enberg, I like, don't love him. I like Enberg. The voices of my youth calling football Keith, in pro football. Uh, well, Keith Jackson is the best to me is in mm-hmm. college football. Um, but then, I, but in pros, I'll go. I love Charlie Jones. Mm-hmm. I love Don Cricky. Basically, naming the broadcast the pro, uh, the prominent broadcasters. Of, uh, of our youth. But I think I have to go Summerall, number one. E.H., I'll say you.
1: Summerall's number one to, to me, easily. He, he's uh, But, you know, he's also blessed with something our own Matt Money Smith has on Fantasy Live. He's got the pipes. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes that's a lot of it. Andrew Siciliano and Total Access. I mean, they, they, those guys have a gift and, that we don't have. And uh,
4: Speak think, for yourself. <laughs>
1: well, I think Summerall had it. And, and in reference to your, your straight-on kicker, you know, Will Mara said that, that Summerall's 49-yard kick to send them to the playoffs in 58 to set up that NFL championship game may have been the most important play in NFL history. A straight-on kick in the snow. This would be the equivalent of Adam Vinatieri's kick against the Raiders in the, uh, the, the tuck game. Mm-hmm. in a driving snowstorm to kick it 49 yards straight ahead after you've been playing the whole game is incredible.
4: That's amazing. Um, all right, let's get into the schedule now here a little bit, and let's just do it simple style. Let's go through it week by week. And EH, you have a piece up on NFL.com, the top 13 games of the season. But let's go through it week by week here and uh, and and render our verdict for the best game and the worst game by week. And Ravens at Broncos is going to start the season off. All right, fine. I like that one here. You know, Rank, you and me kibitz about this every season, and I'm sure it's going to come back up it, it, just before week one kicks off. But why, NFL, must you schedule important divisional games in the first week? Don't do it for we fans. We mm-hmm. Guess what? I can assure you we're going to tune in no matter what. By that time, after we wait the whole offseason for meaningful football, after sitting through a month's worth of meaningless preseason games with our fingers crossed, hoping our favorite players don't get hurt in games in the preseason, when we finally get to Week 1, I don't care if it's Jaguars playing the Jets in, in Russia. I'm going to sit down and—well, the location doesn't really matter. But either way, I'm going to watch it no matter what. You don't need to give Falcons at Saints. That's a, that's a, a hugely important game for that division and likely for NFC seedings come playoff time. I say the Saints are going to come out like a team on fire. The Falcons are getting thrown into the Superdome. What a massive game that is for them. Packers at 49ers. Why such an important game? Giants at Cowboys is a is a rugged affair. Every game almost on the slate is a good one. What's the one? You only get to watch one. Eh, I start with, oh, Rank's jumping in. Well, I'm going to say something real quick. Packers and
2: 49ers doesn't, it's not as egregious to me, and, and the Ravens-Broncos is fine too, it's not as egregious to me as Patriots-Bills right. or the Falcons-Saints is what you said. And I've, I've taken it a step further that I say no divisional games first three weeks of the season. Di- week four is officially rivalry week, and that's where you have your big Steelers-Ravens uh, Raiders and whoever you would determine is their biggest rival in the AFC West and then, you know, going on through there, Cowboys, Giants, Eagles, Redskins and do it that way. And then week four, you got a tent pull event of like where people are looking forward to like, oh yeah, you know, it's going to be Bengals-Browns you know, or the, all those games are starting to come out and, you know, then then, then the Falcons and the Saints should play. But then you, you build up to it because that, that once you get past the first month, there's a little bit of a lull so then you have rivalry week and it picks it back up
4: again. E.H., one game that strikes your fancy. Well, th- I,
1: there's multiple, and I, I agree with both of you guys, particularly on the Falcons-Saints. Uh, Baltimore-Denver, I think you have to. Although it's That's got to be a good one it, it's, it's the not start the, of the season. Yeah, because it's the kickoff game. Because if it wasn't the kickoff game, I would say Giants-Dallas. And if you want to look at this from a different angle other than, than uh, potential playoff uh, p- possibilities at the end of the year, Giants-Cowboys is historically the highest-rated game of the season every year. So I was a little surprised that NBC had the kickoff game and then went Giants-Dallas that Sunday night. But then you look at week two – and they have 49ers at Seattle, so, I mean. They, I, don't, I know, I don't like that a, one. They've got a killer slate right off the top.
4: One game that stands out is uh, Eagles at the Redskins, um, not just divisional foes, but compelling storylines, the dawn of the Chip Kelly era. Will it be Mike Vick on one side? Will RG3 be out there on the other? That's an interesting one. Even a game that flies a little under the radar, Buccaneers at Jets, what if they make that trade? What if that what if Darrell Revis goes to the Buccaneers, he'll be playing in, in New, New York. York or in New Jersey, I sh- I guess more accurately, but he'll be playing there against the Jets. Boy oh boy. That even that one's what's I, if I can only and, and I'll tell you a game I really like and would be fascinated to to watch is Patriots at Bills is, is an interesting one too because I don't know why I have I I, I know the Bills are perennially this bum team Aside from that little winning streak they had a couple years ago, I have a feeling Doug Marone's gonna gonna get this team turned around. I feel like the the unlike some other bad teams, there's some talent on that one. I could see them doing something in week one, coming out and winning that game. But all right, the uh, the the one game I would guess I'd I, the the one out there that I really would like to see. I'm going. I'm going to watch the Falcons and Saints. It's the most important game out there. Rank, how say Mm -hmm. you? I do like that the Redskins
2: are on Monday night because I can tell you how the fantasy show on Sunday morning will go. Is the whole thing. I don't know if RG3 will play, and if he doesn't, you're going to have to have Kirk Cousins in your lineup, and we're going to go through that. Um, I do like the Seahawks at Panthers game. Uh everybody is I think we're all in agreement. The Panthers could make a charge to the playoffs this year. So that's important that's an important game right there. The Seahawks need to build their momentum of going forward, of uh building on what they had last year to see if Russell Wilson is the real deal and Percy Harvin's first game, uh first real game too. You know, there's a lot going on there. But if I have to pick one game to watch, the one I know I'll be watching is the uh Cardinals and St. Louis F C. All right. Want to see? Want to see? You know, somebody's
4: got to finish third in that uh, in that division. it a- this will go a long way to deciding that right in week one. There, eh? I'll say you. Back to
1: week one. Are we, are we still hitting week one? I here? know. We got to move on. on. The, I'm on the record.
4: We got to pace it up. We got to pace it up. All right. <laughs> Should we? I, I say we dispense with the uh, the worst game on the schedule each week. We'll just talk about the highlights and lowlights of each. Because well, uh, that's
2: every Jaguars game.
4: Yeah, in brisk fashion. Yeah, that's pretty easy. Yeah, Chiefs at Jags. But see, you got Andy Reid. You want to see how that one goes? Andy Reid's Chiefs paying a visit down there to Jacksonville. Even the um, Raiders at the Colts. You I don't, And this is a. Thing. That's one I, I was just going to say. If I if there's one bum game, that's the bum game right It's Raiders at Colts because no, no, you no. know the Colts will whip them. It's
2: Texans and Chargers. That's the worst game on the, on that week one Monday night game, and it's it's kind of a catch twenty two because as much as we talk about we don't like divisional games in the first week of the season, you put the Chargers against the Texans. Like two of them. I mean, the Chargers have now become the. Host of the late Monday night game, it yep. seems like yeah, every year. Yeah, it is year. interesting. So, and it's become a tradition for them. And you know what? They should grab onto that. They should insist on that every year. And just like the Cowboys get their Thanksgiving game, and the Lions do as well. So, but it, the Texans, like, come on. I I I didn't look at the Chargers' entire slate, but I'm like, there there had to be a better matchup. I agree. Than I, think the, I think the last time Sean Merriman was relevant
4: was in one of these games, like six years ago.
1: And <laughs> he stack the Raiders like three times. And I remember pretty that Pretty much game. <laughs> never heard from again.
4: Um, week two, the Monday night game is Steelers at Bengals, and that's a, a talk about big divisional games. My assumption that I've been saying, obviously since December, is that the is that Cincinnati will rule the AFC North if Agreed. the Steelers go in there and win that game though I then the Steelers have a chance but I have they a did hunch last that year. they're going to get whipped pretty good they, they did, did last year on yep. uh,
1: Sunday night football they probably about week four-ish. Miller yeah yep. about week 4 and that was the that. game that Dwyer I think ran for I don't know buck 27 the Bengals couldn't stop him but you know the Bengals went 3 and 5 and then they they turned it around i i mean it's hard to argue with San Francisco at Seattle once again NBC Sunday night football in America that game is fantastic you want to yeah. see if the 49ers Can recover, you know. That's where they got whooped last year in week, what was that, fifteen or sixteen on Sunday Night Football.
4: Good launch to the uh, to the NFL Network Thursday Night Slate. Jets at Patriots. Well, good in the sense that they're two big name teams. I don't mean the game's going to be good. They're still doing that this year. Smoking pretty good. Yeah, sticking with it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, Rams at Falcons. Oh, I like that. Uh, Cowboys at Chiefs. We'll I love if, that game. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting. Two nice uniforms. Well, the Cowboys, uh, the Chiefs happen to look really nice in that home red. I mm-hmm. like that. When two they, teams that played in Dallas. That's right. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Dou- uh, and Dolphins at uh, Colts is interesting in the sense of uh, – what well, well, I guess we'll get a sense. I have a hunch – that And I think a lot of people are going to be saying this between now and the start of the season in fantasy terms and beyond. Ryan Tannehill's going to have a big year. I don't know that he's a—well, I, mean, I do know he's not going to be a top five fantasy guy, but he can run around a little bit too, and that's always a big thing when your QB is scoring for you with his legs too. I think Ryan Tannehill going to have a big year. I don't think Mike Wallace is a savior or anything like that, but they have built up that, uh, that offense a little bit and will continue to do it in the draft. Week three there— What strikes our fancy here, fellas?
1: Well, I I don't know that it's the best game, but I do like, once again, I I sound like a broken record. I like the Sunday night game. I like Chicago at Pittsburgh. I think that's an entertaining game.
4: Well, by then you could, well, uh, it could be playing for a season if the Steelers lose week one at home to Tennessee. I mean, the Steelers are looking at about one and two if they can't beat the Bears at home there. So... The Thursday
1: night game there is
4: interesting though. I mean, you got Andy Reid uh, here on our network. Chiefs at Eagles. Imagine the homecoming of Andy Reid on NFL Network. Excellent game.
1: I mean, it's so weird. You talked about Darrell Rivas. How weird that would be. I mean, that's pretty weird for Andy Reid because these teams play each other once every four years.
4: Mm -hmm. Um, You talk about uh, you know obviously the matchups that you get in the playoffs and that decides a, a great deal how far you know the. Just like uh, Ali versus Frazier, the you know the matchup is is uh, is everything. The, st- the 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 different styles, you know. The Houston Texans let the record show. The Houston Texans destroyed the Ravens last year down in Houston. Now the Ravens get to host the Texans. I all I you know I said going into the playoffs, if the Ravens had had to go to to Houston for the AFC title game. The Texans would have gone to the Super Bowl, not, to, uh, not the Ravens. The matchup was right for them. They got a couple of nice matchups there. Um, that's an interesting game to me. Rank, anything strike your fancy here?
2: I think the Eagles have – they're playing on Thursday night, and they're coming off a Monday night game in week one. Aren't they? And they're opening both weeks on the road. I don't think that they – is that correct? Not nope, they're home the previous week. So never mind that. But, yeah, I love that game. And if you look at some of the other matchups here, I like the Colts at the 49ers. I think that's an interesting one. Colin Kaepernick, Andy Luck going up against his former college coach. Uh that's one I'm going to keep keeping an eye on.
4: Uh following week in week 4, you have the Steelers and Vikings traveling over to London for a game. Whoever put this list together on nfl.com ranks that as the most interesting game. I don't I don't uh, think I share that opinion. Thursday night game, another good one for the for the network. 49ers at Rams. Let's keep in Love mind that, that they game. tied one another once and the Rams won the other game. I keep saying it, the Rams are they unfortunately they're in a division with the Niners and Seahawks, but um if the if the Rams still have the 49ers number that's an interesting game there. Your Monday night game is, oh, look at that Sunday night game on week four, Patriots at the Falcons.
1: Yeah, I, you know, I on my top 13 games for 2013 on NFL.com, I wanted to put Niners-Rams game there. The only reason I didn't is because they play each other twice every year, and I think if you're going to go with a division game like that, it's got to be 49ers-Seahawks, but I'm excited to see what the Rams are going to do against the Seahawks and 49ers this year. They they won one and tied one against the Niners. They beat Seattle in St. Louis. And then when they played in Seattle week 17, that game came down to the final drive. Uh, I'm very curious to see if Sam Bradford takes the next step forward. I hated them losing Amendola but uh i'm i'm excited about the
6: rams
4: yeah that's their that's continues that will continue Why? to be their bugaboo is uh, what they're going to do at wide receiver now if they can get austin or patterson or uh, another it's a, a receiver rich draft i guess but uh um they're hurting at receiver
2: they don't have a running back this will this will be a bad year for them they might finish in fourth
1: i, I hope you're wrong but i mean i you're agree right, that, that,
2: that, that, you're right that it, they that they're they're
1: they're definitely banking on the draft. There's no question they're taking a wide receiver in the first round, and they got to hope that they hit it out
2: of the park. Uh, well, they've done such a great job of drafting during the St. Louis reign that I'm I'm I have the utmost confidence. With just a slight hint of saying it,
4: sarcastic. sorry, not
2: they. It has done so well.
4: Um, in week five, you have uh, you have the Patriots at the Bengals is a good one. If uh, if. You agree with my theory that the Bengals are going to be really good this year. Um, Eagles at Giants, a fun divisional game there. The Monday nighter, Jets at Falcons. Probably not so good. Man, I'll tell you, that's one thing I don't love. And it's no offense, Falcons fans, like most fan bases accuse me of hating their team. If I speak ill of it, then I hate their team. But the Falcons in a dome, those games aren't satisfying to look at. Why can't everybody play outside? The is our new stadium a going to be outside? It's a retractable roof, right. which means that it will always be closed. retracted. I mean, will be closed, I should All say. All the right? time. Yep. Yeah.
2: Um, this that, game, let me tell you something about this game, too. If, they, if the St. Louis Football Club gets out, off to the start, which I think they will, with one win, they'll be one in three. Was this, week five? They'll be one in three. Jaguars might generously might be one in three because they play the Raiders and might be able to knock them off. Um, I th- I say that could be that could challenge the the 87 Dolphins and Cowboys as the worst attended game in the history of professional sports ever. <laughs> 287. That's what they're aiming for right there. That that would be pretty good. That would that 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 will be the the number where we're going to
4: set it at. Um, I'll tell you, as we look at, uh, at, at week six here, where you, where, uh, who it appears to me has a really rough ride as we go through week by week, the Packers yes. seem like they have a tough matchup every week. This one, they're in Baltimore. That's a, man, that's a, that's another tough one for them, um... And uh, then you get your uh, Sunday night game is Redskins at Cowboys. The Thursday night game in Week 6, Giants at Bears. What do you think, EH, about the Bears this season?
1: I think that they are going to win the NFC North. I think Green Bay has a tough slate right out of the gate. I could see them. They have a we- Green Bay, first of all, their bye is at the worst possible time. It's one of those early Week 4 byes uh, when none of their guys are probably even hurt yet. They could be 1-2 and two heading into the bye, and then they have a, a very tough run at the end of the season. I like the way Chicago's schedule comes out, uh, and I think this year the Bears overtake them. It may be with a 10-6 and six record, but I like the Bears this well, year.
4: Well, the question every year is, is the offensive line fixed? Do you like what they did to, to address it at least a little bit?
1: Well, getting Bushrod was huge uh, to play left tackle for them. Uh, obviously, it depletes the Saints, but l- look, the Bears aren't perfect. You know they definitely age is creeping up on the defensive side of the ball. Let's not forget they let Marinelli go. He's now coaching the defensive line in Dallas. That's a big loss. That's why I say they may win the, the division with the ten and sixteen. But Green Bay, once again, they have a a bad buy. They have a tough schedule early. They have a tough schedule late, and they lost Greg Jennings to Minnesota. Let's not forget that either.
2: Um, moving on to and week w- seven. this in, in addition to that too, we we talk about no divisional games in the first what first month. The bye weeks, you have an even number of teams. The bye weeks should be weeks 9, 10, 11, and 12. And then every year you rotate it. Like one year, the West I has it on it. 9, the next year at 12, the next year at 10, the next year at 11, 9, 12, 10, 11. Do that every year and then have just the whole division's off. I don't understand. These teams, the Raiders are the only ones who share a stadium with, another, with a baseball team now. I know there's some parking lot issues, but there's no reason. There is no practical reason for a
4: team to have a bye in week four, five, anything, anything before week eight is ridiculous. Um, week seven, you got the Broncos at Colts, and uh, rank. What do you think about the Colts in twenty thirteen? Sophomore season of Andrew Luck, you can go through the numbers. It generally will bear out. The guys slip a little bit coming out of the gate in their second season. Colts, are we assuming too much to assume that uh, they make the playoffs again?
2: They will not make the playoffs I again. I agree with that. They will take a step back. But in this game, I, I really want for the Colts fans to experience the magic of Peyton Manning, where he throws a game-crippling interception and the Colts go on to win. So finally, the game, the game-killing interception benefits the Colts this time instead of hurting them like it did for so many playoff years in, in the
4: past. E.H., how do you feel about the Colts? Well, I
1: think that for this game, they have an advantage that Denver no longer has Elvis Doomerville because the Colts' offensive line is not good. They're not good in pass protection. And Andrew Luck escaped a lot of sacks with his mobility. If Denver's pass rush isn't as good this year, it's going to help him. Overall, I like the Colts to regress. I think the Colts are more towards the 8-8 eight and eight mark this year. I do like Andrew Luck as a player. Uh, I don't think he got as much help. Is some of the other rookie quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. They certainly didn't get as much help as Russell Wilson did from that defense. But the Colts' offensive and defensive line needs help. And until they hit that, and and it's kind of like the Rams. If they hit that part of the draft out of the park, then like the Rams, they're going to be pretty decent. If not, they're not.
4: Isn't it – it must be uh, frustrating and ironic for Ryan Grigson, the former offensive lineman and GM now, to have a bad offensive line. I I figure that he's going to make that priority one – in next week's draft. Um, but you do get that. That is your Sunday night game. The Broncos at the Colts, which knocks down the Ravens at Steelers to a four o'clock game, a four twenty-five game, because uh, of course CBS and Fox want, some of those good games too so there's your true your but in, former greatest rivalry in the nfl now replaced i think we agree by the seahawks and 49ers
1: sure but in fairness i do think broncos at colts is the best game of the season i it, there's it's such an interesting it's not just from din, din, you know peyton manning coming home if the colts didn't have andrew luck it wouldn't be near as interesting. If the game was in Denver, it wouldn't be near as interesting. If the fact that both of them didn't combine for 24 wins last year, the game wouldn't be interesting. But this game really does have all the pizzazz. And by the way, Steelers-Ravens will be playing at Baltimore on Thanksgiving night. So they are going to have a nationally exposed game, if you will. Now, mm-hmm. if Charlie Batch were to somehow miraculously win that one too, that would be amazing.
4: It could happen. You don't know what's going to be. Um, sad that uh, that win is the highlight for the 2012 Steelers. was was great game, the though. Old man. Yeah, it was a good game. That ended up uh, being, was it the last win of the season? It might have been the last win of the season for the Steelers. Or close to it. Anyway, uh, on to Week 8. Uh, can, then. You, can you see that like Monday night has just become a mail-in? Hey, Vikings, Giants, enjoy that. Well, and you know, on the other side of that, the Thursday night lineup has gotten a lot better. You know, last year there were a couple of good Thursday night games, but it was the novelty of there being a game uh, in the middle of the week like that that but now the games actually seem across the board pretty juicy. Even this one on October 24th, this isn't a couple of dominant teams or anything, but Cam Newton at uh, Josh uh, you know that. at Josh Freeman is a pretty good one for uh, for the people down there in Tampa. Um, you have the, uh, you have the Pike Packers and Vikings. You know, I've been down on the Vikings. I'm starting to to think maybe they won't be half bad this year. Do you, oh. what, what, EH, how say you on the Vikes this year?
1: You know, I, I, I a lot of times we hear certain storylines and it gets a little overblown. But in this case, when it comes to the Vikings, I think everyone, fans and analysts and probably opposing coaches have it right. Christian Ponder is really the key to that football team. He is. He's either going to step forward and make something happen, or he's not, and they're going to have to lean on the running game. And, oh, by the way, Adrian Peterson is not going to repeat what he did last year. I will go on the record right now and say it's not happening because, you know what, it's never happened in league history. And as great as he is, I don't think he's the greatest running back in NFL history.
4: Think about it- this, but think about this, that their passing game, I agree with you completely, they, I, you know, to me, wow, they, well, boy, they're, they can't do anything. Through the air, it's all about Adrian Peterson, and now they, they now they lure, lose Percy Harvin. That team's really doomed. But they get Greg Jennings, and if they get Tavon Austin, then now you have and Kyle Rudolph. You you figure him into the mix as yes. well as an emerging tight end. Then all of a sudden, well now their their passing game isn't doesn't look half bad. I think mm-hmm. they could be a decent team.
1: But they, they needed they needed Greg Jennings before Percy Harvin was gone. In other words.
4: Yeah, I got First you. First of all, they play different well, positions. Well, let's assume Tavon Austin is the same thing, though. Let's assume that, those, uh, let's that they're going to be they, mirror if images. they
1: get him. That, that's the other thing. They yeah, have, true They enough. have to get their hands on him.
4: Yeah. Um, the following week there is we uh, – oh, Thursday night is, uh, is Halloween, and that game is – all right, two garishly dressed teams appropriate for the holiday. The Bengals at the Dolphins, and the Bengals – Continue with uh, some of the worst uniforms in the league. Playing against the aqua-clad Dolphins. This with should the new be, logo. Yeah, should be an eyesore. Well, they still are going to wear aqua, I believe. So um, we'll see about uh, – that could, that could be – that's at least your ugliest uh, matchup, uniform matchup of the weekend, which is appropriate for Halloween. The late game or the 425 game, Steelers at Patriots is a good one. Your Sunday night game, Colts at Texans – and then you get the big rivalry on Monday night, Bears at Packers. Anything jump out to you about that week, there, fellas?
1: Well, the Bears at Packers. One of the cool things I was looking this up uh, yesterday because I wanted to see where the all-time series stood, and it is close. It's ninety-one to eighty-seven with six ties in favor of the Bears. I mean, that's pretty close when you're talking about two teams that have played since 1920. But that's going to be a huge game for Green Bay. And I want to circle back. I told you that their their schedule is tough. Their first three games are at San Fran. Uh, they host the Redskins, two playoff teams, and then they're at Cincinnati. Three playoff teams right off the bat. Then they have their bye. They could be one and two going into the bye. And then they end the season hosting Atlanta, which made it the NFC Championship game, mm-hmm. at Dallas. Okay, Hosting Pittsburgh and at Chicago. There are no easy games in that slate at all. So you've got a bad bye. You have a tough start to the season and a tough finish to the season.
4: And what if the Eagles are halfway decent? That's, that would look like they're an easy game on their schedule for them. That, that would count uh, in, in uh, week 10 there. Yes. And, um, and it, what do you think? E- well, actually, I start with rank here as mm-hmm. an objective guy. Cowboys at Saints. Right. What do you think about the Cowboys this year?
2: I still think the Cowboys have a lot of questions on defense. I'm not sure that they've answered all of them. I don't know if Monty Kiffin is going to be the answer there. And no matter what happens on the defensive side of the ball, Tony Romo is going to be blamed for it, so it doesn't matter.
4: See, this is where you two put your uh, come together. You park uh, park your cars in the same garage when it comes to Tony Romo. And by the way, assumptions. Here's an assumption by NBC that the Cowboys are going to be good by week ten. If they if they flame out, uh, that's their Sunday night game. There's Cowboys getting smoked by New Orleans. But uh, I, I happen to think the Cowboys take a run at the division crown this year. Eh, how say you?
1: I, I do too. I think it's a, I think it's a melee in the NFC East. I already, uh recorded some videos for NFL.com and. And I already put myself on the record as saying I think the Giants win the NFC East this year. But I do think it's going to be a three-horse race. And I don't see Dallas finishing worse than 7-9. and nine. Don't necessarily see them finishing better than 9-7. and seven, But I think they're right there, middle of the pack, once again.
4: How about uh, in week eleven? There you go, Packers at the Giants, and uh, just before that one, you go you go Niners at Saints. That's a dandy. That's got to be the the best game of the week. Uh, the NFL.com lists the Packers at Giants as your best game, but uh, that Niners Saints one should be swell.
2: Yeah, I really think the Saints are going to come out swinging this year, and that's you, the team, huh? And when you talk about it, um, when we talked about the, the them playing host to the Falcons in week one, it reminds me of the year the saints had with uh, the gleason block punt them coming back from the the katrina year and just having you know just having you know a, a chip on their shoulder coming out playing well i think it sets up for them to do it again i think the saints could be the team to beat in the nfc
4: Late November then, Broncos at Pats. Well, you know, I know America likes seeing these two guys play one another. It feels like an old story to me. But Broncos at Patriots, if we can have this, why can't we have what I want? Why Wouldn't, wouldn't football fans get more excited about Jets and Giants and the Steelers versus the Eagles and the Cowboys versus the Texans? That's the rivalry week I'm talking about, Rank. These regional Man. rivals, that's great.
1: But
3: you've we got need the West,
4: to see this again? Yeah, but you've got the Wes Welker angle, and I think that— Yeah, adds, that, well, I'm sorry. I adds, take that back. You're adds, absolutely right. That's a little a good
1: punch one. to it, and last year when they played up in New England, it was early in the year, and the Broncos got down, and they made a furious comeback, and I believe Willis McGahee had a bad fumble late in the game. He put the ball on the carpet a few times mm-hmm. last year. Uh, that's a good game without the, the Wes Welker angle,
2: but, I mean, there's other good games that week. That's not the only one. Um, Remember when Belichick used to have to put receivers in the defensive secondary because they were, you know, running out of guys? Wouldn't it be funny if John Fox had to do it and he had to put Wes Welker on defense and then Wes Welker has a chance to intercept a pass from Tom Brady and then he drops it?
4: Oh, wait. Yes. That, that, well, that is a good call. I do like. See, that's a that's your sense of irony. E.H. is, well, is poking me. We're sharing. A well, because here. that
1: same week you got our Thursday night. I think that's our best Thursday night. game. Oh, of yes. The year. Yes. Uh, I love that game. Saints at Atlanta, I'm referring to. And it's a it's a really unusual situation for the Saints because they play that night. They play Atlanta and then they get 11 days rest to go play their hardest game of the year in Seattle. That's a huge hmm. scheduling advantage for the Saints. Think about it. They're playing the Falcons. Obviously, that's that's a game that always means something in the South. By the way, Mike Smith has a terrible record against the Saints in his career. He's 3 and 7.
4: But I was to, there in the Georgia Dome around this time last year when they when it was the Thursday night game and uh, the Falcons took care of them in right. unspectacular fashion.
1: Right. But to I, I do think that the Saints, I know they're, they're hosting the 49ers, but playing the Seahawks on the road has got to be their toughest game of the year. And to get such a long period of rest to make that, that trip and to prepare
4: for the Seahawks, that could be the key to their season. One of the big details for me is always uh, who's playing on Thanksgiving because, of course, we're going to sit there, and it's not enough to just have games. I want good games. Packers at Lions. It seems like we've seen that one a ton in the last decade. Have we seen that one fourth? Is this like the fourth time we've seen that one in the last several years? It almost seems like it's an annual tradition now. Yeah. yeah. Just have the Packers play the Lions every year. Then the Cowboys, they have the Raiders. That's not an especially exciting game. That's great. It's fun to look at, but...
2: The Raiders and Cowboys, these two great, you know, traditional franchises, I, I'm I'm digging that. Yeah, All if right. the Raiders didn't have some USFL
1: rejects oh, on they're their... Both, uh, that's they,
2: when I eat. Neither, neither one of them are going for... The,
4: I do my eating usually during the Cowboys game on Thanksgiving. You're so eating that, at one thirty? That's right. That's right. Well, I had to move it up a little bit once I moved to the West Coast, but that's my tradition. I we usually eat during the night game, during the 5 o'clock game. Well, I shan't be doing that this year. It is the Steelers at the Ravens. That ought to be a gem. And then let's see if those Chiefs are good because you have the Broncos going into KC um, the following Sunday there. And then like EH mentions, the Saints at Seahawks, a gem on Monday night. That's a great one. Um,
1: do you not feel that that's – it's almost an unfair advantage for them to get that much rest to go play that game. I yeah. Mean, to, to go from Thursday to Monday.
4: Yeah, no better no better chance you would think than to to go into Seattle if anybody's gonna take care of that team in Seattle. Then that that you know, a, a nice long rest in front of that is good. Seahawks at Forty ers in Week fourteen certainly is is your best game. I think everybody circles that as the best game of the year, right? Maybe even settles the division or seeding and. All that jazz. Yeah,
1: last year we had Seattle at San Francisco as one of our early Thursday night games, and the Seahawks could not catch the football to save their life. I mean, Russell Wilson had a sure touchdown drop. Uh, I believe they had six drops in that game. I'm talking about really catchable balls, not like, oh, this would have been a great— right in their hands. They could have won that game.
4: Um, I just realized I'm dressed like Jim Harbaugh. Kind of, yeah. You got Ankle the golf socks, shirt. Yeah. golf shirt, yeah, yeah. Week fifteen, you have the uh, wait. We're the- going to
2: skip over the Jags playing host to a game on the NFL Network on, on uh, December fifth.
4: The Texans. We got to find a way to get to that game. That'll be that would be so much fun. <laughs> I love Jacksonville. Will it be Geno Smith at the helm? That's the <laughs> question. How say you, E H? No. No, they're not going to take Gino. I'm saying no right
1: now. Is Jacksonville really that fun? Did you go to the Super Bowl in Jacksonville?
4: No, I missed that one. Jacksonville, I mean, it, it, it
2: depends on what you're into. Now, I like Leonard Skinner, Jack Youngblood, and, you know, Beach Bucks. Jack bars. Daniels. Yeah, you know what? Three of my favorite things. And uh, Jacksonville and the water's warm. Oh, it's a great place. Which? Wait, was that Colts Bears? That
4: was no, in Jacksonville? No, 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 no. That no, was no, the no. Orange Bowl, I believe. Or or Miami at least My, that was not doing wasn't Army it Bowl, the uh, Eagles and uh, Patriots yeah, yeah that's yeah, what that one sense. was I heard that was the worst site ever for a Super Bowl um, Bengals look at that Bengals at Steelers eight thirty the two uh, both those games on uh, Sunday night primetime for that one um, and we wind it down here with the season well week sixteen Falcons at Forty ers a massive game there again probably for playoff seating there although. Believe it or not, I say the Falcons don't go to the playoffs. They have a lot of tough games on the slate this year, and somebody's got to regress. It, you know, Every team, people get upset when you say, what, the, what do you mean they were a play away from the Super Bowl? Well, guess what? There's still only six playoff spots. Somebody has to miss out there, and I think the Saints are going to be good. Right. I think they win that division. Mm-hmm. Panthers better. Buccaneers better. What does that mean? That means an extra divisional uh, loss or two or three, and so they fall back with uh, amongst all those tough games. But that Falcons Niners game, a Niners, another one. As we breeze How do you through about the NAMD? schedule. I lo- you know, what it, what it feels like, like we talked about with, uh, even a couple weeks ago, and it continues to be this way, the thing that's fun about this Seahawks-49ers showdown, this building rivalry, is it feels like they're ad- specifically addressing each other's moves. You know, mm-hmm. like it, it's like a game of chess. Oh, you got that wide receiver? Well, now we got that defensive back to slow him down. Oh, you have that guy? Well, now it, that's exactly how it's playing out. It's It, it makes it uh, extra fun. Well,
1: what's interesting to me about the game in Candlestick is sometimes Candlestick can negate speed because the the low sea level it's on grass the guy that tore the 49ers up last year in the championship game was julio jones that's his big part of his game you know the falcons are not the same team
2: on grass as they are in that dome that's going to be a really tough tough game for them and then wouldn't it be awesome if like the 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 browns and jets was like the pivotal game like you're in week 16 cuz you're it, there's going to be at least one or two teams that you don't expect to come mm-hmm. out of and it's like yeah, who would have thought you know when looking at the schedule back in April that it was going to be Browns and Jets this All is right. determining well, do the- that
4: do that with week 17 then look at that slate there the final week of regular season games what game Right now, that appears to have no relevance whatsoever, will be hugely significant by the time we get there. You have, I mean, these divisional games: Redskins at Giants, Ravens at Bengals, is settling in as a perennial way to close right. out the season because it's always the Steelers and Browns closing it out um, in, in that uh, in the in that division. What's the game, eh, that we do not think is important right now that will be? I'll. Uh, here's one for you. Go for it. Broncos at the Raiders. Broncos are going to need that game to get into the playoffs, I say.
1: I, well, I was hoping you would do one that had both sides. when I mean, I you said Broncos at Raiders, I was, I was hoping that, that you were going to say All that right. Matt Flynn. How about Bills at Patriots?
4: Bills at Patriots. Do you think the Bills can make a run with Tavares Jackson? That's kind of neat. They start in week one, and then they finish it off in week 17. Yeah, that's the, the, I like those games as, as having playoff significance. Rank, how say you?
2: What if it's the Cardinals and 49ers? That the Cardinals if if Carson Palmer's enough of a band-aid. If they do
4: if they if they get one of the tackles in the draft, let's say they get I liked what your point was uh, the other day when we were podcasting. If they get Lane Johnson, they're not going to get Brandon Albert is No, reality, I, I mean that would uh, that's
2: what I would do, try to do, but yeah, if you get man, it just seems to make so I, I don't know. I don't want to I don't want to sail that that thing down the river. But let's say the Card- Carson Palmer does provide enough of a band-aid. They get a tackle in the draft. They find a little bit of a running game. The defense still as good as it was. They find a way. That division, you know what? They're still those, They're
4: just teams, in the wrong division. That's the Yeah, that's the, that is that's the big killer they, for they, them.
2: They have good defensive personnel.
1: They signed Rashard Mendenhall. Obviously, mm. they have Bruce Arians. We still don't know what to think of Ryan Williams yet. You know, the guy got hurt. They're, their line was terrible. He may be a real player. So, I, I, you know, the Cardinals could be an interesting team. But if I had to answer your question and pick a game on here kind of underrated, I'm going to go Eagles at Dallas because I don't think any team's coming out of the NFC East with 11 or 12 wins. I think it's going to take 10 wins to win that division. Maybe Chip Kelly's Eagles surprised some people. I already told you I think the Cowboys are going to be in it. But from the Philly side, they acquired a lot of parts in free agent. Not the kind of parts that make you jump up and down, but Isaac Sopoaga to play the nose because they're switching to 3-4 there. What if Chip Kelly turns the NFL on its ears and the Eagles surprise some folks and go 9-7? and seven? That game could mean something.
4: I agree with you that there's a possibility for the Eagles to turn around fast this year. Um, all right. I, and I'm going to say this and get people upset, but the Falcons are the surprise team to miss out. On one side, I'm considering the Ravens as a possibility to not make the postseason, too. Again, the Bengals are going to be the team to beat there, so the Ravens are going to have to get in as a wild card I say that with that game, if that has significance to Cincinnati last game of the season at home, I think they could put the Ravens out of the playoffs in, in, uh, in that last week there. All right, E.H., what a pleasure. We went on and on and on. In other Good words, be here. hit the bricks. Hit the thanks bricks. for coming in. Um, always a pleasure to see you. Big, see re- you big fan reaction to E.H.'s appearance last week. We brought him back for a second straight week. Don't get a big head, E.H. All right, that's it. We'll talk about. I don't. We could seed these things. It's time for a new projections. I think it's time for me to seed these things out. The teams now that we see the schedule. I'm going to wait for the draft though, because that's sure. going to influence things. But it's time to seed these things out one through six in each of the two conferences and determine who's going to the playoffs. Um, but all right, Elliot, gone. Rank, skedaddle. Let's wrap it up here. Rank. Final thoughts. We
2: have uh, some basketball playoffs Oh, yes! On. The ah, Lakers! I'm so
4: glad you brought that up. The I would have Lakers. forgotten about it. I can't believe it. I even I even thought uh, that um, trying to work the channels to get Jalen Rose, one of my favorite basketball Ooh. talkers, to see if we could get uh, to get him in here to kibitz with us a little bit. But all right, I completely forgot about that, and so that maybe we could do it next week. We still have to get Jonah Carey too from Cleveland that- to talk baseball for our baseball preview that is now three weeks into the season.
2: I'm worried that the Lakers will be eliminated, the Angels will be eliminated
4: by the time any of these guys come in. Well, what do you make your pick then? It's a pretty easy one. Obviously it's gotta be the Heat, right? Nobody's the, the only the, the only the only compelling aspect of these playoffs is who who they're gonna beat in the finals, right? Right, Heat Lakers. Come on. <laughs> heat, I can create thunder. a scenario. I don't want the Lakers, obviously. but the don't you know, by the way, I don't hate the Lakers, but um even though people seem to think I do or hate Kobe, I don't hate Kobe but I don't think people care enough care enough about, about my opinion, opinion on the Lakers yeah probably true um yeah witness uh witness uh my radio show in LA's <laughs> ratings they, they really didn't care what my opinion was on the Lakers now listen here's what I'm gonna say to you the Lakers do they reseed in the NBA after by oh, round do they reseed oh I don't want to say for sure I
2: because think that's they do.
4: that's their best chance is if they don't because they don't, yes, be, no, no. I'm sorry. If they do recede, because then they would get Oklahoma City. No, because I think the Rockets can take a run at them. What you oh, here's right. that? I mean, obviously, somebody's going to have to beat the Thunder for a team like the Lakers to advance. They mm-hmm. can have no matchup there. That would be that would be four oh, games. Wouldn't and that done. be
2: great at the Lakers?
4: And if they... I could see the Rockets, I mean, they everything would have to go just right, and obviously the the Thunder taking care of the Rockets more than the other way around this season but James Harden and everything else I could see a team that likes to throw it up quite a bit the 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 Rockets are a a a sort of an electric team here's the other thing Golden State could be the Nuggets Mm -hmm. you could have it break just so that the Lakers if if well, I mean it all hinges on the Rockets defeating the Thunder. But if that happens, then it's a jump ball at that point. Oh, if, yeah. if the Lakers knock off the Spurs, then you're talking about these these um all these teams are high flying teams, you know, score a ton of points kind of teams. Mm-hmm. At the very least, it there, you could you can manipulate it so that you get the Clippers and Lakers, which would be, you know, at least in LA and I would think nationally would be a about as juicy a series as you could possibly get. But I'll tell you, maybe the if you just if it wasn't about what cities they're in and their histories and everything, if you're just talking about what's going to be the most fun series in uh, on the slate on either side. I think it is that Golden State and Denver series. What a, what a gem that ought to be, right? That should be
2: fun, yeah. It should
4: be about 161 to one, <laughs> 158 every game. That, yeah, should that's, be, that should be dandy. I love that one. Wilk tie. There's not,
2: there's not many uh, non Lakers series that I really pay attention to, and I'll be honest with that. But
4: that is one, and I'm going to. Well, then the Clippers, too. The so. Lakers are boring. That's, that's their problem, is that well, they're so boring. Come on now. Wilk tie. who's going to play the Heat?
5: You know, I've been struggling with this uh, ever since you brought it up because I knew you were going to ask me. I just I don't think the Thunder are going to do it. I don't. Maybe it's the absence of James Harden. Something about the Thunder doesn't say NBA Finals to me this year, but every time I think of, okay, who else is it then in the Western Conference, I can't pick a team that is better on paper than the Thunder. I kind of think the Nuggets could sneak in. They're a talented team.
4: They are, yes. I like that team very much, and I think if they had to play, I think if that, to me, that is the one out there that, if I'm the Thunder, that scares me the most. I would not want that Nuggets team that actually has, I mean, a a guy like Fareed, against the the thunder would that would cause problems for them. This is a team that's not afraid of of running up and down the floor. I mean Westbrook and, and Durant would run a team like the Lakers out of the gym, and for that matter, the Spurs. I think they would right. I think those they'd smoke them on pure athleticism. That wouldn't happen with the nuggets. for sure. but it doesn't ultimately matter because the heat I mean I, 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 and not only should the heat easily get through the east, but because they get through it so easily, they should be well rested when they get there too. They should have nice, relatively fresh legs. But, of course, Dwayne Wade... This is
5: making me really sad at this point. This whole conversation. I think we should end this before I start to cry in this room.
4: All right, we want to talk about USC quarterbacks again? No. All right, let's stop there. You want to do a shout-out for Black Tie, since Black Tie's not here?
5: I'm too sad now.
4: All right, don't... Don't... don't, Keep keep your chin up. The weekend is here. The draft is almost here. I'll try. We now see what the NFL schedule looks like. All right. Listen, Wilk Ty. Thanks for filling in. Thanks to Sharper and to O'Hara for jumping in. Elliot Harrison for his usual good work. Rank anything you, got, you wish to plug. You have the uh, improv in Brea barking at your heels, right? I do nipping and, at your heels. And I tell you, even if you don't live in Brea, right?
2: They I don't. don't know that. Neil Dutton. They don't know where you live. If you just happen to send the Bray Improv a tweet saying, like, yeah, I'd go see Rank there. They're not going to hunt you down there over. So the angle
4: is that people should just tweet. If you're a rank fan, if you're a rank amateur, Mm -hmm. you should just tweet at Bray Improv. Hey, we want to see rank. Of course, it's that simple. That's all you have to do. That's how simple. You don't have to buy tickets. Are you a friend of rank? If you are, then I don't know why you wouldn't have done this already. All right.
2: Oh, and I will be at the uh, Flappers in no, not Claremont in Burbank on May twelfth. It's a Sunday night. Five bucks. That's a pretty good Flappers in Burbank. It's it's a pretty fun club. Uh, NFL.com slash Adam Rank. If you want to hear me talk wrestling, the Slamcast, Steel Chair Slamcast, you can find that on iTunes. Dave Damoshek is on the Corolla Podcast.
4: And Dave, I don't need your help with I'm, my I'm own plugging plugs. You. I don't need C- your help with my plugs. I can, can handle those. You can
2: find Dave at nfl.com/sheck. That's s h e k. Make you. sure you check that out. All his fine work there and uh Thanks
4: so much. I think we've covered it all. All right, I guess we have. Um All right. Oh, I also want to talk about Superman versus Iron Man 3, but we'll do that at another date. Look at Wilk, Ty. Look at it. he Which gets one? crazy behind the, the glass.
5: Here's the, here's I'm the sorry, this two-hour-long podcast now has to come to a close. All right, how dare right. you? You
2: know what? Some people, they're on the, uh, as Dave likes to say, the treader. You know what? This is what they're they they they're able to keep going. You know what? They might, they might cap it at an hour, but they said, you know what? There's still 15 more minutes of this
4: podcast. I'm going to go we the should, extra mile. You know what we should do? We should make... A podcast i let's 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 aspire to that once things slow down on the football calendar like in June or July when there's not much going on let's make a podcast specifically for like a let's make a forty five minute podcast where we check in and it's what you listen to doesn't Nike or somebody do that or I iTunes? think so. Doesn't somebody, like, have a podcast that you're supposed to listen to to help you with your workout? We'll play inspiring music. It'll be all <laughs> NFL films underneath, and we'll just, like, the whole time we'll just talk through it. Come on, you can do it. <laughs> Come on, keep going. That kind of stuff. I think we could do that. While we eat. While we, while, <laughs> while we eat pizza and hoagies here. And you will barely be able to understand us with all the food. In <laughs> all right. Enough's enough, I think. We've covered it all. We've said it all. And with that... We'll talk to you next week, I believe, from New York City. Look for a podcast. we got to get one in at least, right? We'll try to do that for you. But in Yeah, the meantime, what was that?
2: Yeah, we have
4: to get one in. I think we'll be able to figure something out from New York City and the draft next week. Look for that. But in the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired.
4: slash compatibility.